yes, I did. Okay, so um, I'm back on the podcast, Writing Reality with Amanda Lee, and I have Kathy, I don't know how to say your actual last name. You're no You don't have Kathy. to, it's German. <laughs> I know. Kathy <laughs> on the podcast with me. And um, Kathy and I met, what was it, maybe a year ago now, mm-hmm. more than a year ago? Yeah. I think so. Yeah, I think I found you through something Erin May Henry posted, actually. Yes. Yeah, so then I just started binging her content and podcast and yeah we work together and are working together and I got into astrology and then learning from her and here we are a year later so and how much you have grown in the past year it's incredible <laughs> and I I'm first of all so grateful to be a part of um you know the gifts that you share with the world as well but also that you are giving yourself a voice now that you have a podcast and that you invited me to be a guest that's amazing you're such an inspiration when it comes to writing for me so it's amazing because you don't just inspire me but also so many other people and that's incredible thank you so i guess to start off and for anyone who doesn't know doesn't know you yet um introduce yourself and uh, what you do so they can know you yes um, so I'm Magic Kathy, Kathy basically on Instagram and everywhere on the internet you can find me on, uh, under Magic Kathy. I'm an astrologer and I work with human design. But the essence of the work that I do is to remind people of their soul contract with the universe. So yeah, I really help the human, right, or the energy in the human form uh, to remember what the soul actually wanted to do in this life, what the soul wanted to experience. So we can understand the path we are on, why things happen in our life, and just really also wake up to the magic of the universe and um, yeah, how magical life can really be. And it, it really is all our creation and our power and amazing the uh, or basically astrology and human design are amazing tools to help us understand all of that it's the language of the stars the cosmos but also the language of your soul and that's what i do i guide people along their journey i help and empower people um to really step into their magic to not be afraid of it and yeah it's it's fun it's amazing because the more magic or the more people I activate, the more magical the world becomes and their life will become magical and they inspire people. So I feel like that's how we all create an amazing ripple effect. And um, that's what I do. <laughs> In a nutshell. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, I love that uh, you can hear how passionate you are about what you do, just talking mm. about it. So something Kathy and I both love is journaling. Mm. <laughs> and so since I've been talking about journaling, I thought, I mean, I had to get her on here to talk about journaling. Yes. I mean, interview, but also just chat about it. So I've been journaling like 18 years. Wow. So it's been a part of my life, almost my whole life. So I've just been one. So how long have you been journaling? When did it start to become part of your life? Well, the actual journaling to make that a daily routine, um, I think I'm doing that for like three or four years now. Um, But I always was a writer. So I started with actually, I always wanted to write lyrics for songs. And I was just writing that down and then also just writing random pages, I guess. That's what I already did in my teens. But then 
after therapy, I really started writing every single day as a ritual to meet my soul or to meet myself because I also realized that that's the best way for me to make sense of my emotions, to get it out of my system, so to speak, right? And to also receive answers. And ever since, I mean, it's really a part of my daily routine. And if I have a day or two where I don't journal, I really notice the difference. It's, yeah, it's actually fascinating how much of a difference that can make. Yeah, it is. I don't, I don't necessarily journal every day, but I journal almost every day. Mm. <laughs> I mean, probably four or five times a week at least. Yeah. Yeah. I started out, I had a lot of unfinished journals, you know. I mean, honestly, I couldn't really write by myself until I was eight. So it was only for about three years mm. that I had lots of unfinished journals. But 11 is when it started to become like, a big part of my life which is yes. you know when I started really writing a lot of short stories and poetry too so yeah just writing in general is a huge part of my life yeah so I mean you I guess since this is a fairly recent part of your daily routine you remember your first journal that was like your actual daily journal do you yes and I was such a perfectionist when I started journaling. I wanted it to be written perfectly and also just like really beautiful and whatever. But at the end of the day, that really doesn't matter to me anymore. But I definitely want to say like the, the biggest difference for me is for sure writing on like with a pen and paper um, versus, you know, digital because that just doesn't feel the same and it doesn't feel like the same experience. So I feel like it's definitely important um, to not make that a digital experience. Um, I just feel like it's, it's closer to your soul and closer to your heart if you really write with your own hands. Yeah, I think so too. I, I do a lot of my novel writing on a laptop and mostly because it's frankly a pain in the butt otherwise. Yes. <laughs> To yeah through it but journaling I like to do longhand and yeah. I think there's actually some sort of actual science about it's yeah, to your arm to your hand to the paper I don't I think I read about it once I don't remember what exactly it is but yeah, yeah I think if you can you should make it you know an analog practice instead of a digital one if possible yeah. for sure and I, for me personally, now that I'm also like, you know, writing books um, and I kind of want to have that as a separate experience um, where it doesn't feel like the same, you know, that's already a good way to separate writing for the sake of like a book or writing for your own personal journey um, to just, you know, one thing I like everything I write for my book, I do digital, right? Because also I download information like so quickly that mm -hmm. I, it's just impossible for me to have that on a piece of paper it's it's just so much quicker and um so yeah i feel like you know to leave your devices aside for a while and to have that sacred ritual with yourself and with the book and with the pen and the paper is really important for me and it's you know even though i'm traveling so half of my suitcase is literally journals and crystals <laughs> it's you know that's for me it's, it's it's worth it you know to to travel with even you know journals because I just want to have that experience yeah I I mean I'm not traveling much right now I never traveled much in the first place but I always 
always made sure I had a journal with me when I traveled. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was essential. It was the second most essential thing to my medication. <laughs> mm. Yeah. But which is interesting because you know, journaling or writing in general is for me therapy. Like that's what keeps me sane. So yeah. it's interesting that you say that. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. I mean, oh, and you were talking about being a perfectionist with your first yes. journal. I don't, I think I used to be like that, but it was so many years ago. My journal is such a mess, <laughs> such a mess, <laughs> but I love it that way because I mean, I think if you try to be perfect in it, then you're not mm. being you. Yes. What you need to come out of you is not going to come out. So it's better to just dump stuff on the page. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. So I, I very distinctly remember my first journal entry, even though it was 18 years ago now. And I mean, wow. probably because the first thing I wrote about was September 11th. <gasps> really oh, that's, wow. I think it was about a year ago. I was 10 when that happened. Then I got my first journal, and the first thing I wrote about was 9 11. Wow. So that's probably why it's still fresh in my mind. Yes. But I was just wondering like, do you remember? Like, I remember where I was and everything about that entry. So, do you remember <laughs> anything about your first entry? I think mine has a lot to do with what I wrote about. But mm. I feel like. I, I couldn't tell you the exact topic, but I definitely feel that it was a major, probably also that's why I don't remember it. It was a major crisis in my life and I didn't feel like anything can help me right now. I'm trying didn't work, like nothing worked. And so I needed an outlet. And that's when I thought, well, I just have to write it down. I just need to get that out of me. It felt like a big, big clearing. And I feel like I was not even fully conscious in that moment because I was so in, in that tragedy of emotion that I was just like, I need something to get that out of me, you know, because yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, what can you do when you can't, you, you, I literally didn't know how to handle and navigate my emotions back then. And so, yeah, that was a big outlet. And still to this day, there is a big outlet to make sense of my emotions, right? To uh, investigate, to ask myself, and I can do that in meditation very well too, but it's just a different experience. Um, so yeah, I definitely noticed that. And, you know, still to this day, usually when I don't journal, it means that I'm pretty happy. And, you know, it doesn't mean that when I'm happy, I, I, there's no need to journal, but usually journaling really helps when you just are a little bit off track and you feel like, oh my gosh, I need to get it out of me. And so, yeah, if, you know, anyone who listens, feels that emotion frequently, then definitely start journaling and see what it does for you. Yeah. Oh my God. I, I try to get like anybody to journal. The yes. amount of journals I bought my mom. I'm like, could you just Can you just? <laughs> I have a question for you though. What yeah. did you, like, if you're already like journaling for 18 years, that's yeah. a lot of journals, right? That you, I started you started my 41st journal recently. That's so incredible. <laughs> what do you, like, that was, would be my question. Like, what do you keep all of them or what do you do with them? Oh yeah, I have I have a cabinet in my room and there are like three different levels on it and the biggest level has all of my used journals and frankly, and it's not just daily journals because I've had other types of journals like uh, creative writing notebooks, poetry notebooks. So 
So I'm probably, I probably have like at least 50 filled journals. Wow. But, so it's getting kind of unruly <laughs> and well, disorganized and I don't have any more room. So I need to, I need to figure something out. <laughs> that's so cool though. I mean, with the, that amount of journals at some point you can just build a house and you don't need walls. You just have journals as you have, <laughs> which is kind of like, it's, it, I feel like it's magical because, you know, if you think about like all of these um, impactful people in the world that only got their impact after they died and people found their journal entries. I mean, there are so many stories about that. So I feel like it's it's liquid gold that is in, not even liquid, but it's gold that is in, in journals. And I can imagine because you're such a genius in your mind, you're so creative. I'm pretty sure like there's so much gold in, in the journals that you filled so far. Um, there could be. I mean, when I write it, sometimes it just feels like, um, you know, gibberish, but. I mean, some of my book ideas have come from journal entries. So, hey, you know, you never know. I Absolutely. Think it's, it's worth it to write the, you know, quote unquote crap just to get to the gold. I don't think there is any crap, frankly, but, you know, we perceive it that way. So. Mm. But that's also, you know, where you can see that every single crisis, quote unquote, that you go through, that's, that moves you into the, that's what, how I always see emotions. It's energy that puts us in motion and the quote unquote negative energy or the uncomfortable energy, the uncomfortable emotions, they, for example, put us in motions toward journaling, right? And we start writing and then all of a sudden at the end of the journaling session, we realize so many things and it leads to so much content and we're like, fuck, that was amazing. <laughs> and if I would not have had that quote unquote negative or unpleasant emotion, I would not ever had this epiphany or realization. And that leads you to maybe even writing a book or maybe sharing it on social media or creating content, whatever it is. And that's how I learned to really, really love all of the uncomfortable moments in my life because I know at the end of that tunnel there's so much light and so much gold and not just for me but for so many people that I can share it with right yeah definitely wow <laughs> yeah I agree and sometimes I mean 18 years and still sometimes when I sit down I have no idea what I'm gonna write yes <laughs> I mean Sometimes I push, most of the time I do push through that. And sometimes I literally write, I don't know what to write yes. <laughs> until something comes out. Or sometimes I just, I don't think about it. And then I'll write a poem or so. Like, do you push through when you don't know what to write? Like, um, whether we're talking about journaling or writing a book or whatever. <laughs> yeah, that's a good question because it's actually probably the most common question, especially for people that start journaling. And uh, I still to this day have the same thing where some days I'm just like, I don't even know what to write about. And sometimes, yes, same thing as you said, I just write it down. Like, I don't know what to write about, right? <laughs> and sometimes that means, because usually my target, quote unquote, is to write two pages, right, um, A4. But some days it's really is that I don't have anything to write about and then it's one page. But what I always wanna check is if, the I don't know what to write about is resistance towards going deeper within myself or if it's generally, I mean, I meditated so much. I already talked so much about specific topics. So it's not that I'm avoiding myself and that's why I created that block of, I don't know what to write about. No, it's actually, you know, I'm all, I already released everything that I needed to release that day. And um, so 
yeah, I, I think that's what I wanted to say. Like everyone who feels like I don't know what to write about, check in with yourself if it's resistance to what's going deeper within yourself because you're afraid of what you could uncover or discover. Or if it really is that, you know, you don't have anything to write about. And that's also fine because, you know, tomorrow is another day where you can start journaling again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it is. Sometimes it's really hard to tell because sometimes when I thought I had nothing to write about, and I sit there and I write that sentence a few times. And then, you know, five pages later, I have yes. this whole brain dump of stuff. And it's like, well, holy shit, where did that all come from? Yeah, so. and it's also good, you know, I would always still go and journal, even if it's just a page and then really go deeper and just maybe even put the focus away from you and just think, okay, Okay, if I don't know what to write about, let's just go and revisit yesterday or how I felt this morning or what I think about a specific topic in the world or about another person or something that I noticed because, I mean, to be honest with you, it's probably never true that we don't have anything to write about because the minute we open our eyes, we perceive the world. And the minute you perceive the world, you have something to share. You know, if it's, oh, the blankets on my sheet or whatever, they are so yellow. I never noticed how yellow they are. Just write about the yellow, whatever. You know, you always have something to write about. And that's also a good exercise to appreciate the small things and the small little details, even in your environment. So maybe even practicing, well, what do I perceive right now with my five senses? What does the room smell like today? How does the weather feel? And how does, make, how does that make me feel? And like, you know, you can literally talk about anything, right? It doesn't matter. And maybe through that reflection of, um, or yeah, basically observation of how you perceive the world today, you can come up with another insight, right? Yeah, I mean, my first entry in this latest journal I spent almost a page talking about how I didn't know what pen to use. <laughs> I, I didn't know what to write. I debated which pen to use for about a page. And then I wrote a couple more pages about, you know, topics going a little deeper. <laughs> but then actually, it's also like investigating why did it take me so long? What was yeah. like the resistance there or the perfectionism behind that? Like, why did it have to be like the perfect pen? Yeah, I have no idea. And I, well, I actually do have an idea. I think it's because the first page in a journal. Um, it's always sacred, kind of. Yeah. yeah. Has to be perfect. Like, still to this day, I have to get past that mindset. Mm. I actually have a, I have this book that I read all about journaling. And it's, and I love it so much, which seems weird because I feel like that's not something you can tell someone how, how to do, but this book is more about like how you don't have to do it a certain way. Mm. And she has a whole chapter about the first page of your journal. Mm. <laughs> it's so good. I love it. And actually now that you said that, I feel like it would be such a fun thing to do to just start a journal and you know, the only thing or the only rule for that journal is that it, it, it shouldn't look pretty and it shouldn't look perfect. So to really mess around and play around. And even if that means, you know, you, because usually what do you do with a journal? You turn the page and then you 
continue writing on the next page? What if you would go completely all over the place, you know, like to, to completely change the rules? I think that would be fun. I should do that actually. <laughs> to just like start all over and then, you know, you turn the page and you already wrote on the next page, but then maybe you want to reread what you wrote about because that's actually something I wanted to ask you too. Do you ever read again what you wrote? Because I never do that actually. Um. Sometimes I do. I mean, not a lot, honestly, but sometimes I am flipping through usually the most recent journal I finished mm -hmm. and then something will catch my eye and I'll read over it. But I don't do that a lot, to be honest. It's like it comes out and then it's out on the page. <laughs> so, yeah, not so much. Unless yeah. I'm looking for um, a poem I've written because when I write poetry, it's usually in my journal. So. Mm -hmm. And actually, in one of my creative writing classes, you know, we usually write, um, what is this, <laughs> vertically? Wait, yeah. you I know, know. <laughs> why can't I think of words? <laughs> from, top, from top to bottom, basically. Yeah, from top to bottom <laughs> on a page. Yeah. And we, in our, I think our poetry class or fiction class, something, uh, our professor, Professor Collins, Dr. Collins, told us to turn the page horizontally and write yeah. that way because oh. it's supposed to like because we're so used to writing the other way yes. and our brain sees a different way of writing it's supposed to shake up your brain and get different juices flowing and so that was a very interesting That's exercise yeah. or even just to completely turn the journal around and write from the bottom to the top yeah I mean, yeah, you know, there are no rules, really. And that's probably yeah. something that, you know, we both also talked about before. A lot of people think there's a specific rule or a specific, specific way to journal it. No, because actually it's like, you know, we have so many rules in the world. Like your ritual and whatever that may look like and your routine to meet yourself, to date yourself, to journal, to sit with yourself, you should be so free in that. And that also means, you know, a lot of people ask me about, about a morning routine or whatever routine I'm like no I, I don't want to have a specific routine some days I feel like journaling some days I just feel like meditating and some days I just feel like going and straight up starting work or I feel like dancing or I feel like going for a walk or I feel like chatting with someone like you know make that free yeah it's the same with journaling yeah I I mean your journal is entirely yours so if you yes. want to write diagonally or side to side or make up your own code or whatever <laughs> you can absolutely do that and you know it's your journal so nobody else has to read it or you can let people read it it really doesn't matter I have certain friends who and there are only like two of them to be honest they can read my journal and it doesn't matter and they will come into my house and pick up my journal and it's okay but most of them they know no, this is private. So whichever way you want to do is fine. And I think because I started journaling so long ago, I was actually really lucky. Sorry, there's a really loud car. <laughs> really lucky that social media was just not even a thing. Because, mm. oh, it's a great thing. And I think social media does a lot of great things. It gets a bad rap sometimes, which isn't fair. Um, it can influence you or make you think you have to do something a certain way and journaling is popular now so you see so many different ways people are doing this and maybe that's partly why people think they need to do it a certain way i just started mm -hmm. and 
I went with it. (laughs) Absolutely. And um, I feel like, you know, just when you said that, it's so interesting because that's such a great analogy actually for even, you know, life. And obviously your podcast title is like writing Mm -hmm. reality, which because the way you work with your journal is actually also how you should approach life or how you can approach life, but we don't realize that, right? And that's also like the way you start journaling and the resistance towards like even, you know, not having it perfect or uh, not knowing what to write about, not knowing how to do it, like constantly asking yourself, that's probably also how you approach your life, your purpose, or however you want to say that, you know, feeling like, oh my gosh, I can mess it up, or I need to have it in a specific way, or maybe also, you know, the fact that some, some things you want to share, some things you don't want to share. So basically, that's maybe also a good exercise for a lot of people that listen to this episode, see how the way you journal reflects how you live your life. And then also play with that because you can write your reality, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. I mean, I, I never really thought of that, but that's true. Especially like the whole having to be perfect or do things a certain way. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm glad that I, I let go of that in my journal and sort of started to let go of that. <laughs> in the rest of my life actually I think I'm pretty good at that (laughs) yes you I mean again like I said that in the very beginning you grew so much over the last year it's incredible so you said that um you started to journal uh after therapy or during therapy Mm -hmm. so uh one of the questions that I have on here is did you have a reason going into it why you wanted to journal or you just thought I'm going to start this journey and see where it takes me? I think it started with the fact that my therapist always made me write stuff down and then I it was literally the first time that I noticed wow that actually feels good right and then I just started to create that quote-unquote routine where I wanted to meet myself where I wanted to figure out what's going on with me and I realized whenever I had um, emotions that I really couldn't navigate I didn't even understand journaling was the best way for me to figure that out right because it's also put me in a more objective state I guess right where I was yes I was a writer but at the same time I was asking myself questions that the pen and paper would answer for me you know what I mean and so it got me out of my head in a very, very amazing way. And that is, that w- still to this day is one of the biggest things that therapy showed me or even, you know, having a really, really severe mental illness showed me is that the way out of that is to see yourself as a friend, to meet yourself as a friend, to not feel like you are you like in your entirety, you know, to get yourself out of your own head basically, because your head can mess around with you, right? And to see yourself from the outside and also asking yourself, what would you suggest a friend? And that's literally how I approach every journaling session. It's like I'm meeting myself so I'm as if I would meet my best friend, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Your head can definitely mess with you. I mean, my head messes me a lot. But, yeah. I, I also think, you know, talking to a friend is, is great. But, and believe me, I do that quite a bit. But there's something different about journaling because yes. no one is there to answer you but you. You know, you know what I mean? I mean, I'm trying to word this, but it's not coming out right. 
So you, I mean, you know, that's the thing. Like we have seven billion people on this planet, but there's only one person that is that had exactly the experience and perception of life as you. So you can, at the end of the day, you are always the person that can give you the best advice and knows exactly how you feel. So yes, of course, like you are your number one expert. It's helpful to ask friends, but at the end of the day, you have the power. You write your own reality, right? Yeah, and I think if it's just you and your journal, then you kind of have to, or you end up, sorry, <laughs> right? You end up having to zero in and you get an answer and, I mean, sometimes it's definitely not the answer you expected, yes. which can be great, actually. Mm. I think it's just one of the most magical things ever, just writing in general, yes. which is probably pretty clear from how much I talk about writing. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Even and, you know, I refer to um, life in general as a game where we are the, the actor, we are the um, script writer, if you want to say. So we are everything. And so... We wrote a soul contract with the universe. That's, you know, when I approach a birth chart, always what I say. And obviously that means that we can create and do whatever we want in this life. And it starts with writing, a simple thing like that. You have the ability to write. That's incredible because we can create realities on paper, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. I mean, I think one of my journal entries I was talking about, you know, particularly you know, for the English alphabet or however many letters are in the different alphabets that I can create whole worlds with just 26 letters <laughs> put in different um, yes. orders, which is just incredible. When I think about it, I look at a book, <laughs> yes. like, wow, that's just 26 letters put in different orders to make like 70,000 mm. words in a whole new world. And I mean, if that's not Yes. It's absolutely magic. I don't know what it is. So it is. Oh my gosh, I've never thought about it like that. It's so true. You just change the the, the sequence of how you put the letters together, and then you create a reality. It's yeah. just a code, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's so true. Yeah. I was thinking about that the other day, and that is completely amazing. <laughs> yes. Uh, oh. Sorry, I'm looking at you. So. I mean, you, I journal at all different times of day, but often I journal like sometime in the morning when I get up. Like, so do you have a time of day you like to journal more or better or it's your favorite time of day to journal? Yeah, actually, usually when I don't journal first thing in the morning after coffee, because that's the first <laughs> thing in the morning, <laughs> then I usually end up not journaling at all, actually. So mm. if I miss journaling in the morning, I usually don't journal throughout the day. It just feels different. I don't know, because I feel like there's something really magical and sacred about the state of, you know, sleeping and being fully awake. And for me, like the minute I'm fully awake, I'm just like so into perceiving the outside world um, that it's harder for me to journal. Interesting. Yeah. I, I never really noticed if I don't journal throughout the day, if I journal in the morning. I mean, yesterday I actually didn't journal in the morning and I journaled at night. And then I journaled early in the morning. But that's because I had a dream that I just had to get down on paper. Yes, yes. So. 
Yeah, at the end of the day, like really, really nighttime, that's also a good time for me when everything is dark and, you know, the energy feels just different. But bright light on like daytime is kind of like weird for me, to be honest. <laughs> My cat scratching the walls. Mm. Yeah. So I guess I kind of talking about both journaling and writing, but I kind of thought that was going to happen. So, well, actually, first, do you just use pen and paper? Because some people go like crazy with stickers and tape and uh, oh my god, markers and colored pencils. I don't really use a lot of other stuff in my journal. If I want to do art, what the heck? And there's my phone. Okay. If I want to do art, then I have like a specific sketchbook or on a canvas. But I was just curious. I am really basic. So no, I just have my journal and a pen. I don't have, you know, different colors, stickers. I know some people do, but no, for me, it's just really basic. Yeah. I, I use different colored pens sometimes, but it's really just pens or maybe, maybe I'll doodle a little bit, but for the most part, it's just writing. Yeah. That's what my journals are. So if, I know we talked about this a little bit, but if someone wants to journal, but they don't know where to start or they don't, or they say they don't know where to start, because I think they probably would if they just, I think you just need to start. That's my advice. But like, what advice would you have to someone who is seeing all these journal posts online and they really want to try journaling, but they're intimidated for some reason or scared they won't do it right or whatever. I mean, to be honest with you, I'm not a fan, especially at the beginning, to straight up start with um, prompts, right? They can be a really, really good assistance, but I feel like at the beginning, it should always be like your sacred spot to actually ask yourself questions and to not answer someone else's questions, if that makes sense. So yeah, sure, if you don't have anything to write about, you can use prompts. And I mean, there are millions of prompts out there, just like questions that you could ask yourself to reflect on. But I would just start with reflecting on the day. Like, how did I feel yesterday? How do I do feel this morning? What's different? Um, what did I dream about? Did, do I even notice my dream or remember them? Or do I not remember? Like, you know, there's so many questions you can ask yourself every day that you could write about. And yeah, sometimes you feel like, especially someone who's not really, I guess, into journaling and just starts out, it feels like that's so useless to answer questions like that. But it's not because it shows yourself and trains yourself that you are genuinely interested in your own soul, right? Because that's also something we would crave from other people that they are just genuinely interested in us. And that's how we approach a journaling session. I'm genuinely interested in how Kathy or how Amanda feels today. I wanna know. And I'm pretty sure if you would meet a friend, you would not have to prepare questions for that, <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah, I I honestly I don't use prompts too much in my journal even even now. I yeah. just I I mean occasionally I'll use them, but I agree it's like I want to try to unlock what's in my own mind with my yeah. own you know not even my own questions. I guess the journaling I do most is what they call stream of consciousness. Yes. 
And like you said, maybe it'll feel useless writing down, uh, uh, I don't know, I'm thirsty or whatever, but mm-hmm. you need to write, you know, everything, so to speak, to get to what is going to be helpful, I guess. Yeah. Where does mm-hmm. thirstiness comes from, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> My cat's being very distracting. Um, what did I say? <laughs> um, oh, yeah, journal prompts. That's what we were talking about. Mm-hmm. And oh my god, I'm so sorry. My cat completely derailed my train of thought. No, you write about your cat, write about your pet. I mean, I write about my cat all the time. Honestly, I love that it came up because that's what a lot of people also notice when you start journaling or even meditating, you get distracted and it's hard to go back to your center again, right? And that's another really good training to see and notice, oh, wow, that really distracted me. Why did it distract me? Maybe it's because I'm nervous. And so the first thing that caught my attention literally got my intention, right? So that's another thing, you know, and that's also how every single situation in life teaches you something. And if you approach life like that, even the the simplest things, just like I'm sitting here recording a podcast and I'm distracted by my cat. What is this teaching me? You know, and you you can find a lesson in every single second of your life. Yeah. And that's what you can write about in your journal. That is true. I, I'm very often distracted by my cat, though. I think it's because I'm obsessed with him, but yeah, he's my little boy. Yeah, but I do think that you should, you being the listener who wants to journal, try to journal on your own first and just see what comes up and don't feel, don't feel silly if what you're writing about doesn't seem to be useful. Because not everything you write down is going to be some huge major epiphany. And that's something I think, a misconception you got to get out of the way about journaling. It's not going to be a huge, huge breakthrough every time. I'm sure there will be a lot of little ones, but not some huge earth-shattering realization, which is fine. That's not how... Not the point. Yeah, exactly. So, and I think you definitely already kind of said this but if you have anything else to add to like why would you recommend that someone try journaling and I mean if they want to try different forms of journaling like they have the five minute journal if that's all you feel like you can do right now then give it a go but well I would say really I would be as bold as saying if you want to live life on your terms and make your own rules if you don't journal, I feel like you will have a hard time because you just have to look at like all successful people, they journal. And even if the journaling in itself is just a reflection of you are able to write your own reality. And it doesn't mean that it has to happen in the journaling session, but it teaches you and trains you towards actually seeing that you can take the pen and paper in your own hands and write, create something whatever that is, right? And so we all should also obviously train ourselves and teach ourselves that there's nothing more important than spending that intimate time with yourself every single day, even if it's just 10 or 15 minutes. No one can tell me that there's no time for that. And if there's no time for that, you definitely have to reconsider how you live your life and how you spend your time on this earth. So 
that's just my 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 spin on things because it's not just healing it's it, it, it's everything really yeah and i think it teaches you because there's so much you know distraction and noise in everyday life teaches you how to actually hone in and listen to your mm -hmm. thoughts instead of what everything yeah. around you saying which is actually I mean, a skill that I don't think is that common, honestly. So any sort of quiet time, and I think journaling is a great one because you're also like talking to yourself and learning about yourself as you do this. Yeah, I am a huge proponent of journaling. Just give it a try. And I mean, sometimes I write a few lines and that's totally okay. Absolutely. Oh, and I I think I feel like I know the answer to this question because you love to travel and so you travel so much, but do you have any sort of like ritual around journaling? Not like anything big, but like always have a cup of coffee or a cup of tea or a crystal with you or anything like that. <laughs> yes, coffee. <laughs> <laughs> That's literally, I, yeah. And I also noticed that I enjoy my coffee way more when I journal with my coffee. Really? So it's it's for both. Like I enjoy journaling while with coffee. Like they are just like they are married with each other. My journal and, <laughs> and I'm in the middle. I'm the baby. And yeah, I, I I love it. Yeah, that that's that's the only ritual if you want to say so that I have. And I wash my face before, but yeah, that's that. <laughs> that's interesting. Well, it's like the the coffee with the journaling makes the coffee more of like a. Yeah. Uh, ritual a ritualistic part of the day instead of just downing your coffee and getting on with things like taking yes. time to enjoy it which is just another reason to journal just take a little time for yourself to enjoy your day absolutely so uh, it's so funny because I feel like there's so much to talk about with journaling but then at the same time like I don't at know at the same time not because it's pretty <laughs> simple you know no I mean? exactly it's a very simple process and I think um which is a very human thing to do people overcomplicate it and again even that is an analogy for how we approach life you make it way more complicated yeah I agree you do make it a lot more complicated which is interesting how it bleeds into like everything even something so simple like journaling which is just yes writing down your thoughts on paper and you could go way deeper with that and say maybe we're scared of our own thoughts which believe yes absolutely. I have definitely considered quite a bit with myself yeah. and I think everybody is to an extent but you know you need to know what they are to be able to examine them in the first mm -hmm. place and I would never say journaling is a replacement for actual therapy if you need it I've I've done therapy but it's definitely I think it's a wonderful wonderful supplement to therapy or if you don't actually need professional therapy everybody needs some kind of outlet yes yeah i mean you can even bring your journal to your therapist yeah oh my even, God. even more amazing up memories yes. <laughs> my therapist basically psychoanalyzed one of the books i wrote i was like well, oh this is fun not really it was not that fun <laughs> I'm almost glad she she doesn't know what books I write now. <laughs> yeah, you definitely have to also consider like what kind of therapist you're working with for sure. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, that's a whole different topic. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that's basically it. Like you said, it's actually a very, very simple topic in process. <laughs> so uh, thank you for joining me, interviewing all about one of my favorite topics, journaling. So thank you. Uh, tell everyone where they can find you online, and I'll put you know links in the uh, the show notes. Yes, uh, so you can find me everywhere uh, under the name of Magic Kathy. So Magic Kathy official on Instagram. I have a podcast, The Magic Kathy Show, and I have a YouTube, just Magic Kathy. You'll find it everywhere. And yeah, you can you know learn about the recent astrology transits, about even why astrology is important, what's going on in the world. I talk about anything and everything that relates to empowering people and aligning them with their truth and their magic and also just inspires them to create their own reality just as you know this podcast is all about you well thank you <laughs> sawyer thanks you too uh <laughs> yes thank you caddy <laughs> so okay well i'm excited for this episode to go up me too Sometimes i'm excited thanks so, for thank having me Thanks for being such an inspiration when it comes to writing. For me, definitely. I'm really grateful to know someone who is so skilled in writing. And you, you know, definitely, whenever I write, I think about you writing like, you know, 13 books, 14 books, the next book, the next book, the next book. And I'm on my second book. And I'm like, wow, this girl is crushing it. So you're definitely a role model in that sense. I know you don't really perceive yourself like that, but I just need to say that for sure. Thank you. Yeah, I don't. Well, I have to get the words out or they'll, they'll drive yes. me insane. <laughs> so uh, I hope everyone enjoyed this episode. Yeah. And now to go write your own reality. Write your reality. Mm -hmm.